So the first thing I would tell anybody, if you're going to go into business for yourself or you're taking on a big role or a big position, or you're going to start making sales for yourself, whatever the case is, you got to get in the right mindset. Cause if, if you're not thinking about things clearly, if you don't have your why in place, you don't have goals and you don't have, you know, your trackers and all this, uh, you're not going to succeed in, in whatever it comes down to, especially sales. Welcome to The Prospecting Show, where each week we talk about tips, tricks, and methods for growing an amazing small business pipeline. I'm your host, Dr. Connor Robertson, and on this podcast, you can expect segments on communication, perceived value, opportunity, and closing. Thank you to everyone who has supported my 100 episodes and 100 days goal going into 2020. Enjoy the show. prospecting show today we have kemet dominguez on the call how are you bud hey what's going on connor i am doing great i hope you're doing well yourself absolutely thank you so much for coming by the show uh just to set kind of the agenda here for the people that are listening we're going to talk a little bit about you and what you do in your business uh, and then we can kind of transition to talking a little bit about some sales prospecting outreach whatever it is that you want to talk about uh so that the viewership can learn a bit about it so to start off tell us uh what you're doing, what's your business, you know, what do you do professionally and, and let's go from there. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much uh, for that intro. So I am a digital marketing agency owner. So my job in a nutshell is I go after specific industries, uh, for example, real estate and mortgage, you know, life insurance, things like that. And I help bring more business to them, right? I do lead generation. So that's what I do. And been doing that for about four and a half years or going on to five almost. And, you know, to be honest, I love it. Uh, I've had a strong, strong sales background uh, growing up. I started working in sales at 14. You know, I'm freaking 29. I'm getting old now. So, wow. but I've been doing sales for so long. Uh, marketing was just like kind of, for me, it was kind of a way out of that nine to five kind of trap. You know, I, I didn't like having to go work for somebody else and, and kind of build their business and all that. So I was like, why don't I just take my own skills, build my own business and work for myself. And then that's what I did. And that's what I'm doing now. And I'm also helping other people like beginning entrepreneurs or agency owners and things like that uh, to help get them started in their own sales process and in their own business. That's awesome. So, so what would you say your piece of advice would be to, to people? Like you got this kind of coaching program or consulting program where you're teaching other entrepreneurs how to kind of run their business. Where, where do you see them falling short and where do you think you'd give some advice for them when they're starting out? What should they do when they start? So, <clears throat> wow, what a, what a, a groundbreaking question here. So uh, the first thing that I notice uh, when it comes to really anything that's, that's you going into the unknown and you trying something that you've never done before and you having to come out of that show. It's like that fear of X, Y, and Z, right? That fear of, oh my God, they're going to say no. Or that fear of, oh my God, what if I get shut down? Or that fear of like, oh my God, what if I, what if I say something wrong on the, on the call or this happens? I'm like, you cannot let that fear hold you back. And that comes down to mindset. So the first thing I would tell anybody, if you're going to go into business for yourself or you're taking on a big role or a big position or 
you're going to start making sales for yourself, whatever the case is, you got to get in the right mindset. Cause if, if you're not thinking about things clearly, if you don't have your why in place, you don't have goals and you don't have, you know, your trackers and all this, uh, you're not going to succeed in, in whatever it comes down to, especially sales, right? You can't go into a sales call all depressed and like feeling down like, no, you want to get pumped. You want to put some M&M, you know, raise it up on blast. You want to go sprint three times and, you know, drink some coffee and get pumped and get in the mood. <laughs> uh, yes. I, I, I tell them that because they're like, oh, I don't think I did so good on the call. And then I asked for the recording and this guy sounds like he's half asleep. Like there's no energy. There's no tonality. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, I want to hang up on you 45 seconds into this call. And this guy lasted 14 minutes. Yeah, no, absolutely. That that's super super important. So when you do some of this consulting stuff, and you and, and you have your team, uh, your your clients, I guess I should say, uh, doing sales calls. Do you recommend phone calls, Zoom, some other kind of video chat? Like, what what do you suggest is the best way so someone can have great tonality, you know, good body language? What, what do you think is the best way for somebody to to actually prospect with their clients? Do those sales calls? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. So I, and I get this a lot and people get confused as to what they should be doing. And, and the number one thing I tell them is like anything in life to see what works best for you or, or what's more efficient, you have to test, right? Like split test ads, split test copy, split test this seasoning versus that. So do 10 sales calls over the phone, one call, close it, right? Go through your framework and then do your yep. thing and then pitch at the end. And then do another 10 and sit in a Zoom call and have a, and have a presentation, have a pitch deck and go through it. And then again, pitch at the end, close it and see what's more comfortable for you. Are you more comfortable sitting down in person, looking at the, a person on the screen and, and having them show your face? Maybe you're a little, you know, maybe a little camera shy. Okay, let's try the one call close. And if it works, then stick to what's work, right? Stick, stick to what's working because kind of, oh man, I did three good calls on video, but then I, I bombed 10 sales calls. Let me try another 10. Like, no, you kind of already did your basic. So just stick to, to what worked the first time and then go from there. After some time, obviously come back and evaluate and like, okay, I, I think I can just stick to this and start training, you know, other salespeople eventually your own process, but you, you got to find your cadence. So absolutely test, you know, yeah. Yeah. So, so what do you think about, um, when, when people are going to that sales process and they do, like you said, three calls on the phone and then they do, you know, three, three calls on zoom and they get really good at one. They say, I'm going to do zooms for now on, right. That's all I'm going to do video conference. I'm going to close them all there. And then six months down the road, they're not getting the result they got at the beginning. When did they, when did they switch it up? I know you talk about split testing, but when did they switch that up and go a different route? Well, if you, so Kind of, if you guys don't know who Russell Brunson is, he's an amazing marketer and he has this thing called the 100 click test, right? Where you send traffic to a specific landing page and if 100 clicks, meaning 100 people came through and nothing happened, then there's something wrong with that specific part of the funnel. So if you do your, you know, not even more than 10 calls, if you do a week and a half of just one call closing and it's not working out for you, then realize that either ask for help, get better, maybe see if there's something that you're doing wrong, right? Always assume that you're at fault and you can always get better and learn from your experience. But if you're like, you know, it's just not happening for you and you're just like bombing calls after calls, switch over, right? After some time, like you're going to realize like if this is not working out, I need to start generating cash flow. Obviously I have to, you know, I have to switch things up. You can't just stay with something that's not working at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, right? absolutely. Sometime, give it a little, like, you know, seven days or something or, or X number of calls. 
Right, right. To get to get some flexibility and testing that. Exactly. Yeah. So what would you say um, in terms of the offers that people make? You know, if you had to give some advice to the viewership on on offers, do you like to have a a mid-range offer and then an upsell offer, or do you like a mid-range offer and then a downsell offer? What 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 do you find works best for for your kind of your business and for you know when you in your consulting group that you teach or your coaching group? Well, what do you recommend? Yeah, for sure. That's an actual great question. So what I tell my students um, and when they're going after a specific industry, the first thing I tell them is to know your market, right? You have to understand who you're talking to, who you're selling to, what, what are their wants, their fears, their needs, their goals, what have they tried already, right? And you want to go down that route, especially right. if you can do uh, what's called a customer research campaign. This is, this is something that I do in my own business when I'm entering a new niche, like you know, like landscaping, let's say I've never done it before. So I have no idea what the audience wants. So I'll, right. I'll do a little survey and it's based off the concept of ask by Ryan Levesque. And then I put out an ad and I get this feedback from people in real time, real life answers. And then I'm like, okay, people want to not get ripped off. People want to make sure that you don't cut off their flowers or, and then ABC, right. I take that and then I create an irresistible offer on that. It has to be irresistible. Like if your offer, whatever you're putting together for whatever business, if you're, if you hear it and you don't say, Oh my God, that's a no brainer. Like I have to buy that right now. If they don't feel that way, then it's not an irresistible offer, right? Then you're going right, to have to work hard to sell it. And, so, and what do you think that offer, uh, that offer looks like? Like, so you're saying we're talking about upsells versus downsells on that offer. Is that offer the, the first offer, the kind of mid range, what you'd ideally like them to buy, or is that the upsell exactly, or what is that? So, so what I would do is I would have a main offer, right? My core offer for, for, <clears throat> for example, I'll give you my, my mortgage uh, example. So my core offer is, you know, 30 to 45 booked appointments per month okay. with an entire system. Obviously, I'm paraphrasing. That's not how I would say sure, it. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, but that is my core offer. I want them to buy this. It's five grand. That is, I, I only want to sell this package. Okay. However, there are people who will not have five grand, but still want to work with me. Okay. Okay. So we'll do a little down. So like my, I call it a uh, quote unquote, I call it my trial package because it's okay. like not what I want. So my trial package is like $3,500 and it's like 75 leads right? It's not, it's not booked appointments anymore. It's leads. And then you have to work it with the system and then boom, maybe they love the $5,000 a month plan and they want to like, you know what, let's, let's do, let's do longer. I'm like, okay, I have a 12 month plan. Right. And here we go. Here goes the upside after the first month. Like, this is great. What else do you have? Let's do 12 months at 4k or something. Right. Always gotcha. have gotcha. options for your clients. Cause if not, if that single offer doesn't work and you're like super adamant. And that was one mistake that I did. Um, you're not going to move anywhere. So you right. Well, that, that's just it, right? You don't have anywhere to go. If you, exactly. if you have one offer and they say no to that, it's like, okay, this conversation is okay. done. Right. Very, very difficult. So would you recommend, so you, you talked a little bit like a, a an offer that you present, then you have the downsell offer for the people who don't have the 5k, for example, but then really you have an upsell offer in the end where you're saying, I'll drop the price from 5k a month to 4k a month, but you got to commit for, for 12 months. Is that kind of like your, your upsell at the end there? Is that, is that kind of how you recommend to do that? Exactly. Not those numbers exactly as far as a retainer goes, but sure. yeah, that, that's the idea. So I'm incentivizing this guy. Like if he's already sold on my 90 day package and he's ready to drop 12 K I'm like, listen, if you go for 12 months, instead of paying 45, we'll do 37 50 and your okay. new total is this, like he's already right. sold on the idea. Like it only right. makes sense. Like if you're trying to scale and build, go long term, right? Cause that's where the money is. Right. No, absolutely. And in, in, in that sales process, do you find that the customer is very understanding of what you do? Or do you find that first 90 days is a lot of explaining what you do? Like, do they really get, you know, the service you offer before you start doing it for them? 
Yes, absolutely. So this kind of comes down to my, my qualification process and on how I kind of position myself before we even, you know, get on a call or even do business together. So they understand it's a 90 day framework because I, you can't just generate results for the specific industries that I'm in anyway, overnight, right? It's 45 gotcha. to 90 days at the minimum. So that's kind of what I'm pitching. If they're okay with that, like I tell them, you're going to get shit leads. You're going to get, yeah, you know, people right. to, to tell you, no, you're going to get this, you're going to get that. Like I'm, I'm pre-framing the situation. But at right. the end of the 90 days, you're going to see the rainbow. You're going to have the pot of gold, but you're going to have to kind of sit through that process, right? Those grow, I call them growing pains. So gotcha. if you're it, willing to go yeah. to growing pains, then that's just a good intel. Like, let's go longer. Uh, absolutely. So what, what industries are you working in right now? So that our, you know, if our viewership has somebody they want to refer to you, you know, what, what is your primary industries you're working on? For sure. Absolutely. So I only have four that I'm working on that I'm focusing on heavily, actively is okay. real estate. It's mortgage it's life insurance and it's financial advisors, those four. Awesome. So if they wanted to get in contact with you, any of those kind of four markets there, how, how would they reach you? Uh, a good way to reach me would be on LinkedIn. Just okay. look at my name, Kemet Dominguez, K-E-M-M-E-T. And my last name, Dominguez, I'm there. You guys will you know, send me a message. Let's connect. Let's talk. I love to jump on a call and see how I can help you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming by the show, man. That insight is is great with what you guys are doing. And for hopefully sure. you can now link up with some of those people uh, after the show here and, and share the podcast out. But would love to have you back in the future for another segment. We can talk uh, talk shop more on the marketing side. But I uh, really appreciate you being on the prospecting show. Thanks a lot. Thank you for having me, guys. Have a good one. Absolutely.